Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... MG's Rugby League Rundown. Season's not meant to peak in round one. But it just might have. We have just witnessed one of the great opening rounds to a rugby, maybe just one of the greatest rounds in rugby league history. MG, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, uh, good afternoon, Liam, and all our uh, podcast listeners. I must confess, it was awesome. I watched every game. I watched every game except for the Warriors and Knights game, which I watched on um, a little catch up on that. But um, record numbers on Fox and KO. We haven't got. That's not counting Channel Nine's coverage as well. So four point one million. People have tuned in to watch seven or eight games with, and I think a lot of it had to do with the um, the carnation of uh, of the of the Dolphins, which we'll talk about later. But it was it started? What about the way this comp, this this round started with Melbourne and, and Para? My goodness, what a game! They, they just don't lose. They do not lose in round one. It is a rule. It is death taxes in Melbourne Storm not losing round one games. Pan, there were a lot of people who tipped the Eels, and, and understandably so. And I thought the Eels did their credentials and their, um, you know, coming off a grand final loss. I don't think there's it. They lost any fans in their performance, but I mean, Munster, just that finger was gruesome, but the Storm just have an ability to just get it done time and again, a golden point thriller. You couldn't ask for anything more from a season opener. No, going to, going into halftime at six zip down and, and, and looking like Munster wasn't coming back. I thought that's it. Para will swallow them up here, up here, but they, Munster apparently by all reports he's scared of needles and uh, he wasn't scared of his bones sticking out of his finger. Um, uh, amazing, really, because it's. He's, I heard somewhere that he stated that if he was still drinking alcohol, he doesn't think he would have found the fortitude to find his way back onto the field. And um, he's now a leader of men because the halftime speech apparently Christian Waltz was saying that Munster gave is, is was heroic. Come out, set up a try, um, you know, and then Harry Grant put the uh, icing on the cake with a fantastic try in Golden Point. And, and as you say, you know, Parramatta didn't lose any fans. I thought their back three, who were the most unheralded, uh, Cartwright, Dory and Hopgood, who in particular had a fantastic game, were, were strong. Very, very strong. So Parramatta got some building blocks. Melbourne Storm, as you say, they just don't, win. They just don't lose that first game of the year. I like Hodgson. I think Hodge. I think you know Reed Marnie going to the Dogs, and we'll talk about them a bit later on. But I think Hodgson, you know, comfortable old pair of slippers there for for Brad Arthur and the rest of the Eels forward pack. Very much so. You know, everyone was there's again. There's always narrative that you know he's had two ACLs. He's slow. He's thirty two. Blah blah blah. But good players don't lose their ability. They what's between their ears stays forever. It's just their body sometimes lets them down. But his body looks good, um, and I think you know Mitchell Moses once he gets once he gets his contract saga sorted. I think that affected him a little bit, and whether you whether they want to admit it or not, um, when you've got your main player, your marquee man, still not decided upon where he's going to be for the following season, um, I, I still think it's going to affect him some way. Uh, Mitchell Moses' contract situation. You mentioned yep. it. He had a little uh, heated exchange with the media the other day. What's your, what's your, if you could have Mitchell in a room for five minutes, what are you telling him? I would tell him the quicker you make a decision, either for the Eels or the Tigers, the better your season will be. The, the quicker, you, you know, I, I think what we'll see going forward once his CBA is finally signed off upon is I'll go back to the June 30 deadline. They'll make it so that we don't have players signing a year out from, you know, their contracts from a year from playing from another club, I think. And 
I just think the quicker he does it, the quicker he'll he'll start to. He looked like he had something on his mind, didn't he, in that mm. first game? And mm. I think he, well, he has got something on his mind. And as Brad Fittler always says, when picking players for Origin, I don't pick anyone who's got uh, who's in the middle of a contract dispute because it's on their mind. So, uh, case in point, Mitch Moses. I don't like. I like Mitch Moses, and I think as a as a he's one of the better playmakers in the competition. He's entitled to to get the best possible deal he can. I, I, but I do think Mitchell Moses at 28 years of age shouldn't be having those sort of interactions with media. Um, I think the reality is it's it's the price you pay. And if you choose to allow your management to deal with negotiations like this at this point of the season, you open yourself up for those questions. That's that's the nature yeah. of the business. That's part of the – you buy the ticket, you take the ride. That's part of the ride is having to deal with this sort of stuff. And Gordon Tallis has always – you've always been sort of somewhat critical of – the way Wayne Bennett talks to the media, because he says, Wayne, you're not talking to the media, you're talking to your fans. And yeah. that probably a, a timely reminder for Mitchell that when the reporters engage you like that, that's an opportunity for you to talk to the Parramatta fans and the Parramatta potential members and the people that come out and support your club. Don't worry yeah. about the person it's coming from. That's an opportunity for you to, to reassure your fans that you, you know, as best you can, that you're focused on the footy. And I can understand it's, it would become frustrating constantly but, being asked about it. But but he, but he was the one. He was the one who said that I want to be signed before the first game. I want to, mm. I, This is going to be done before the first game. Well, the first game has been um, run and won by the Melbourne Storm. So uh, they've got a chance this week for a bit of redemption in a, in a massive game. They've got a fantastic game against the Sharkies, um, which, which they'll be out to atone to. Quickly, if we move on, a little bit of brouhaha between the various media outlets with uh, uh, Gus on Nine and Kenty on Fox going at each other over this whole Caelan Ponga situation. Obviously, subbed out of the game with the HIA, Warriors getting it done 20-12. to 12. Do you? I mean, do you have any thoughts on this whole concussion situation? The way it seems to have been handled um, with a lot of attention by the NRL in the first round. Look, I think that if there's an independent doctor watching from the ground, will be better. Um, the insight I got was that the independent doctor is basically trying to save the players from themselves. Um, we've got a stage now where we're educated about HIA. We, we know a lot about it. We know more about it than we did last year, the year before, especially 20 years ago. Um, players are never going to put their hand up and say, I want to come off. You know, players are never going to make that decision. Coaches are never going to say, I want to bring my star player off because they're going to say, you know what, he wasn't even concussed. Um, he had hit to his elbow and he kind of looked, come on. Yeah. It's, we're, we're putting measures in place because of players. We want to protect the players from themselves. That's and it. Luke Keery, I think, said the, uh, something yesterday in the, in the media that I think we all should listen to because he's kind of a case point at the moment. Mm. He's actually living it at the moment. He's wearing a headgear against the Dolphins. Um, he's had a couple of bad hits. And he's saying that you know the players need to be protected from themselves because no one is putting their hand up saying, I'm, I want to come off because I'm a bit dizzy. No, yep. no one's saying that. So, and no one will. So let's get uh, – look, this game was – when I watched it back on replay, I thought the uh, nickel clock stat was, was enormous. He was enormous for the Warriors. He probably won the game for him. Uh, would, would have Caelan Ponga done any, anything in that last 20 minutes? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that, um, I know that Warriors on their home deck are going to start to be dangerous with that forward pack they've got. So um, well done to the Warriors, the first up win. And the Knights, uh, the, the less they win, the more questions are going to be asked about them. I think, yeah, and well done to Andrew Webster on his first win as coach of the Warriors. And I think... And he's a great uh, journal for the Herald as well. Awesome. <laughs> Just Andrew Webster's. We're big fans of all their work. <laughs> um, multitasker. Adam O'Brien, though, for mine, I don't know if you saw any of him in the halftime break. I was just I was watching him on the TV cameras. 
there's a uh, there seems to be a lot of nervous energy under the surface for Adam O'Brien. I get the feeling that he knows he needs success early in this season. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does as well. Um, will he get it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, 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 I I think that he's one of them coaches that are in the firing line. There's probably, you know, Hook Griffin until he plays this weekend. I think there's a lot, um, hen- a lot hinging on the game that we'll t- we'll cover later between the Tigers and Knights. Um, that's going to be played on Sunday. So. Um, at Leichhardt Oval because they're both underperforming teams. Panthers. Let's skip this game, eh? Is it over? Is it over? It's not over, baby, till it's over. Um, of course it's not over. I mean, come on. There's there's, there's a readjustment phase that they're going through. Um, oh, that's the, management speak. I've never heard you use management speak, MG. Re- What's going on? I'm just, I'm just finding new big words to use. That I, I heard this word the other day and I thought I might use that on our podcast. <laughs> Readjustment. I like it. Um, look, I, I'll say this: that um, I think that they're going to list, they're going to miss the two the two big players that they've they've lost for a while, um, Coruscant and Kikau. And even though both didn't start from their staff of their new clubs, it doesn't matter. The fact that they're not in that lineup for Penrith is going to take probably a, a good month to get used to. Um, Sony Luke was good when he came on, um, so you, you might see a kind of same type of thing as we saw last year, maybe. Mitch Keane might play 25 minutes and then Sonny Luke might come on at 15 minutes before half time and then, you know, do a little bit of his stuff. Mitch Kenny goes back on. I don't know. Um, but I do know that they, they looked a little bit rusty. And that's, that's let's not forget, I, well, I think we said last week on the podcast that 17 players from the club, um, you know, if that's from, oh, you go back to Jersey Flag, Jersey Flag players played in the World Cup, um, New South Wales Cup, um, you know, first grade. They were on the World Cup. Seven of them played in the World Cup, so that spasmodically they came back. So their off season was kind of non-existent. And now they've been thrown in the deep end as, as premiers, and being the the most wanted team um, out there in the in the competition. That's mm. going to take some adjustment. And this this weekend, tomorrow night, I mean against the, the Rabbitohs. What? Wow! You really want to see where you're at after after two thirteen twelve losses, one to St Helens, one to the Broncos. Do you want to see where you're at? You'll find out where you're at tomorrow night against the the Rabbitohs because if if every forward in that Panther pack doesn't come out breathing fire after what Latrell said um, about the crack in the winds in the well, windscreen, yeah, um, I know it was a throwaway line, um, but you, the throwaway lines in rugby league usually get put on a hook and hoisted up and put on the uh, on the wall in dressing rooms for everyone to see it and everyone to consume it. Um, if that's not motivation for you know, to, and, and and the way that and they haven't started the season like they wanted to, well, this we'll see a different Penrith tomorrow night. I can guarantee you that. I want to come back to the Broncos for in a moment, but you've 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 opened this up, so let's get stuck into it now. The NRL once paid Paul Gallen to come out and <laughs> light fires like this when Queensland was dominating State of Origin and it was bore as as boring as batshit. The NRL paid Paul Gallen, or allegedly paid Paul Gallen. To come out and be the villain, to come out and and light fires when he got when he was interviewed, Latrell's doing it for free. I love it. I, <laughs> oh, so do I. So do I, I absolutely love this. He's come out and just gone poke and yep. uh, and if I'm windscreens O'Brien, I'm calling the Panthers right now <laughs> and organising some sort of sponsorship for all, for the all game. Latrell. <laughs> all Latrell, uh, you know. Actually, no. Latrell makes the cracks. He expo- yeah, he's going to yeah. make the crack. He wants to make the crack bigger. I think there's an opportunity for Windscreens O'Brien to go out to Penrith and, and get on the phone, Brian Fletcher, and just say, "Mate, 
there's an opportunity here. We mm. need to do some sort of naming rights deal for this clash and call it the O'Brien's windscreen clash. Well, Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo, four of the players who were there in that grand final side last year, um, along with Mitch Kenny, um, they've got to take that personally because it's, it's aimed at them because they're the, they're the guys who win or lose contests for you. You can look at what happened in the back line. You can look at the blob that happened between Luai and Salmon and you can look at all that and, and it gets magnified if you're losing games and if you're the first time you've lost at home for a long time and um, all these all these you know rationales of why Penrith aren't the Penrith of well they're not the Penrith they were the last two years because they've lost the coach and two of their best players that's 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 a given they're not the play that but it doesn't mean they're not going to start winning again I mean it's it's only it's what are we March we're in the well, it's round two. <laughs> Round two, it's not even. Yeah. Round two. But I mean, it's a, it's good. It's good fodder. When we're speaking about it, you know, we're, I'm with you, but I, I like it. I'm, I thought I find it refreshing. I want them to go further. The, someone has the gumption to come out and, and say what they're thinking. I, think I want them to go further. I, I want Cam Murray to lead the bunnies out on the field tomorrow night and run through a windshield. Uh, you know, not a banner. I want them to run through a windshield and to really make a point. I think there's, yeah, exactly. I think there's an opportunity to really ham this oh, thing up. Uh, oh, 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 she's getting back to the Broncos win because we shouldn't gloss over their well, efforts. That no. 13-12 win away to the defending premiers is a huge result for them. And Wayne Bennett would have been watching that just rubbing his hands together because Herbie Farnworth was absolutely outstanding. He's Dolphins bound next season. Yeah, I thought the three best uh, contributors for them were Herbie and um, uh, Patrick Harrigan. Wow, gets better with every game. And I thought Adam Reynolds was just so cool, mm. calm and collected. He was he was the reason that they got over in the end. And um, they were, their defence was fantastic. Their defence was awesome. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy watching the Broncos this year. I, I think they're a team that um, you know most people will want to watch because they're playing a really really good brand of footy with Selwyn Cobbo and Maurice Walsh comes back this week into their team. Yeah. To play the Cowboys. What a blockbuster we, uh, that, we'll see there. So, yeah, look, that's Bron- Broncos. Uh, four, the four Queensland teams won. You queen know, when, sweep. Queen sweep. So, no, queen you know, sweep. The queen sweep. <laughs> queen sweep. It's an official term. Uh, so you're, you're, now, you're now from South Australia into Randwick, <laughs> but now you're a Queenslander. <laughs> you're a wanker. Who still supports the Blues when you set State of Origin yeah. rolls around, but yeah, don't, don't say that too loud up there. Don't exactly. say that too loud. Uh, I think it won't let me back in the building. Uh, the... Patrick Carrigan, by the way, Dobbo uh, with a bit of mail yesterday, that contract situation not sorted, free agent as of November 1. As if you will. It'd be mad to leave, it'd be mad to leave Brisbane. He's Sticking point. A one-club player. He's going to be the captain of them. He's going to be the captain mm. of Queensland. He's going to be the captain of Australia one day. He's just got leadership qualities written all over him. Don't, if I have any advice to Pat Carrigan, mate, stay where you are because don't go for the money. You're a young kid coming off a... A major injury. You're just starting to get back to your mojo. Finish off where you started, and, and you'll be a, you'll be one of the best players ever played for the Broncos. When was the last time a prop captained club, state, and country? I'm just thinking because it was Boyd before Teddy. It was Boyd, and before Boyd, it was Cam Smith. Who was the captain of Australia before Cam Smith? Oh, Joey. Question. Maybe Freddie. Joey. Laurie Daly, yeah, so it, Mal, Mal, Mal Meninga. So it's been a while since a, a prop, Artie and you've got, Carri- you got Paddy Beetson Carrigan earmarked as a club, state, and country captain. Yes, I have, and put that in. That's the that's what I want in my uh, in our in our reel. Okay, the headline our reel, Charlie. That's what I'd like. <laughs> Stay where you are, Pat. Don't say shit about Penrith and put that up and highlights it like I'm going to bag Penrith. <laughs> 
quickly, let's have a look to Four Pines Park. 31-6. Manly fans will be happy. uh, Bulldogs fans will be asking, when's this going to turn around? Is do you do you put much stock in that yeah. performance for the dogs? Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, there's so much expectation that you probably kind of you got to probably halve the ex, you know halve the performance. Um, a lot was saying it's one of their worst performances. It's come on, it's not. It's they've got a gel. I mean, Burton and Kickout will gel. Um, there's still a question mark over Kyle Flanagan's. Um, Steering around of the team is Hayes Perham a fullback? Probably, yeah. I thought I think he is. I, I thought before this game that maybe Carroz could swap with him. Um, but I saw enough things to to like about the dogs. I think I just think Manly were up. Tommy Turbo was back. Daly Cherry Evans scored the first hat trick of his career. Um, Ola Kawatu, man, he's he's lost ten kilos and he's monstered. He monstered Billy Kickow. Mm. So. Um, Paseka come on and, and was the leading uh, meter eater for the Manly Warringah team. And, and this is all with Tommy Turbo kind of just playing in third gear, you know. He was just playing in third gear. Just it was an uncharacteristic drop. I think it was in that second half. Mm. Daly just shifted the ball to him left and, and Tommy just stone cold dropped it. Like yeah, it was I a bit. He's, he's, I, I really think he's, he's like, like, like most of all, uh, rugby league fans. Um, who was? I was watching it with my family, and one of my daughters said, "You know, I'm not even a manly fan, but every time Tommy gets the ball, I, I want I, I want him to get up and play the ball." So, yeah. like, I think we all do as rugby league fans. We all gasp when he when he gets tackled and doesn't get up straight away. Hmm. So yeah, let's. Just say, I want to. You know, I thought um, the halves were great. I thought Cooper Johns was really good um, as an extension to the to the outside backs. He he, he didn't overplay his hand. He he was, you know, that time in Melbourne has obviously given him some real good confidence because he looked great. Mm. Yeah, look, overall, Manly, uh, a nine out of ten where you know the Bulldogs were a six. Yeah, I think, and I think the thing with with both Manly and probably the Titans as well. We'll talk about them in a minute. You got to wait till you see how they go. You kind of want to frank the form against other opponents. It's a bit hard to gauge um, what wins well, over Bulldogs, the dogs. The Bulldogs don't get easier than Liam because they they travel to Melbourne this week for a, for <sighs> a massive game. So have fun with that. Um, yeah. Hey, let's head north. Cowboys Raiders. I've tipped wow. the Cowboys for the slide, and honestly, I know they got the win, but nothing I saw told me that this is a team that can win the comp. Uh, still, I mean, it was a gritty win. They did what they needed to, but nineteen eighteen over a Raiders outfit that again looked a bit clunky. Yeah, well, they were up eighteen nil after sixteen minutes, and we thought, okay, this is going to be fifty nil. Uh, the Raiders of a cannon fighter, but they didn't. They um, Canberra come back well, and I and I, I yeah, I'm with you. I thought, well, where is where are we where are we going to see this attacking brilliance from the Cowboys? And we didn't see much of it for the last half. Second half of the first half, and the second half they didn't score until the golden point, uh, or, or until they kicked the field goal with a minute to go. So, um, <clears throat> oh yeah, look, I, I wouldn't be worried about them, but I, I, no. I, I still think they're going to be thereabouts. I think they're going to be in the top four, um, but I think that says more about the grit that Raiders will have this year. I think, you know, um, Tarpany is, is such a fit player. Um, Hudson Young looked good. Timok- Timiko looked awesome. I don't know if uh, Seb Chris is a fullback. I don't know if that's the answer while they're waiting for um, who's the one who broke his jaw, the poor bugger. Um, Savage. Uh, uh, Savage, yes. Until the Savage speedster. gets back. To, yeah. So I, I think I think they're kind of weakening one position to try and strengthen another, and that's in the centres. Um, I don't know if Harley Smith Shields can play fullback. I don't know, but um, 
Yeah, I like what I saw from Canberra, and the Cowboys are lucky to get away with it. Now they tra- travel to, to Brisbane um, this Friday night to play in, the, in what is a big, big game, massive game. I think there's probably, and I'm sure there's other people that owe the Bunnies this apology, MG, but I'm going to ask you to make it on their behalf. Do we owe the Bunnies an apology for the level of criticism we heaped on them about letting Adam Reynolds go, given the performance oh. that we saw from young Ilias on the weekend? Yes. Yes, we do, because that was a performance that had me excited. Um, it had a lot of people excited. Uh, yeah, we, we've been hearing a lot of from South Sydney that he's got this in him. Well, we saw it. He was just an, he was a different player to who he was last year. You can tell players that have had a really good off-season and they haven't missed a session. They've done everything they had to do. And um, Lachlan Ilias was, was, was that man. He was, the, he was by far the man of the match, um, ably backed up by Colin, Colin Montaghi. Colin Montaghi, I, I thought he was fantastic. He's, him and Ola Kawatu are the two guys I really love watching play because they just have a presence on the field. Um, Damien Cook was back to his conniving best. Um, you know, Cameron Murray. Um, and they lost to Toller and, and Jai Arrow. So the win was even better. Granted, Cronulla didn't have, um, you know, Nico Hines playing, but you can only play what's in front of you. And I thought South Sydney were fantastic. I thought that the young um, Davy Moala off the bench, the 19-year-old, watch this kid. Oh. This is a kid to watch. He's a, he's, a, he's a future superstar. He's built like a brick shit house, and he runs like one, he tackles like one, and... Mm. Wade um, Graham was so excited to see him that he jumped into his head. <laughs> well, He'd heard yeah, the hype and he's well, like, I, I want to get a close look at this kid. You know what? I thought he might have got off. I, I, I thought Wade might have got off. I thought 242 How games. How could he have got off for that? Well, just got downgraded. I thought, I, you know, just for mainly because he's never done anything like that in his career. He's, he's exactly. Been, you're trying to give, you're trying to give Wade a good bloke allowance. And I yeah. agree. And if such yeah. a thing existed, I'd give it to Wade. I'd give it to Woodsy. I'd give it to all our friends of the show because they're all good blokes. Yeah, but true. he jumped into his head. Yeah, that was the damning. That was the damning the, the dam, damning action, wasn't it? Once yeah. you leave the ground, you have no control over what you're going to do. So unfortunately now Wade has to sit out for four weeks. But yeah. as far as the, you know, as far as the Sharkies went, um, I, I thought that Trindle was great. In that first half, he's probably the best player on the ground, along with Ilias. Um, Will Kennedy at fullback was great. Um, Talakai showed glimpses. Jesse Ramian looks like he's lost some weight, and in, in, in turn, maybe too much weight. I think he might be. He might have thought last year that he struggled a bit in some games by carrying you know, too much bulk. So he's he's taken the other angle, and um, uh, he might you know he, he might surprise and, and and come back with a vengeance. But he was a little bit quiet for my liking. So he's one guy. I, I really like watching it as well. Um, yeah, look, Teague Walton, I suppose, is the uh, is the the forward that I'd like to highlight for the Sharkies. I thought he was he was a kind of a standout for them in an otherwise pretty disappointing performance from the Sharkies, I must say, on a, on home deck. Uh, one thing I, I would say on the way, a couple of things on the way, Graham, just to back over it a little bit. A, I liked his pointed um, comment to the NRL judiciary in that after he was found guilty on Tuesday night in that he said, I've got to accept it now, but they have established with this punishment what a reckless high tackle looks like. And I'll yep. be interested to see how it is officiated for the no, remainder of the season. In other words, I'll be watching like a frigging hawk and if it happens again, I'll be jumping from the trees and, 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 de- and demanding that same guy gets what I got. But I, and I like that because that's all the players can ask out of the judiciary is yeah, consistency. I, yeah. The yeah. other thing, I've I read a little bit of it. Why do we need to death row Wade Graham's career? Why why do we why oh. do we need to put this out there that he's playing for his future? And like this is a guy who has been 
an ornament to rugby league. And yeah. and yeah. I don't think we need to be doing that after round one. No. No, well, I'm not doing it. I don't know who's doing it. You must have heard it. I, oh, I, I just, think again. That, I think Wade deserves, you know, obviously it's, it's when you when you are his age and you're coming back from a, an injury, real, you know, last couple of seasons, you 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 overexert and you try your best to to make a statement on the field, and that's what he did against the Rabbitohs. Unfortunately, um, he'll find himself on the sidelines. But yeah, I, I don't think that most league lovers who have um, their wits about them would, would, would death ride his career at any stage. I think it's been a a fantastic career, and I think he's still got a couple of years left in him. If he'd stayed at the Panthers, the Panthers they'd be building a statue of him. But he went to the beaches. And then we rolled out to Suncorp, where history was made. Did you go? And No, I didn't go, but I was watching it at home, and the Dolphins have played a very nice, nice hand here, and they've um, made members of my two kids. Uh and so Quinn and Mac are both now signed up members to the Dolphins, and they loved it. They were, and I, I, I didn't see it coming. I did not see this performance coming. No one did, Liam. No one did, and that's the beauty about it. I think that we all underestimated the power of Wayne Bennett again. He is just the bloke who just knows what to do. You know, he did it with Brisbane back in 1988 when they played the Premiers um, in the first game of the year, from the 87 Premiers in Manly, and, and, and flogged them. And everyone, you know, no one, no one gave the Broncos any chance of beating that Manly team. But um, he just has a way of getting the best out of guys. And I, I think in particular, we've got to mention two guys who probably laid the foundations for the victory. Um, and one from Melbourne, which you kind of expected with Kafusi. Um, you know, I think that Felice Kafusi's defence was just so so thunderous. He kind of set that platform for the rest of the forwards and. And Marshall King had a dummy half. I mean, wow. If there was there was some good performing dummy halves in the first round with Harry Grant and even Reed Marnie in a, in a defeat, in a, a team that got defeated. But I thought Marshall King was a st- the standout number nine in round one. He was, he he was. I think he ran for about 140 meters. His defense was significant, and it made everything everyone else better. Oh, Katoa, what about what about um, 19 year old Asaka, Asaka on that wing? Wow, what about the feet of Everything was – it was a fairy tale come true. And that's kind of why we're all on Monday with this big kind of glow around us. Even if you're not up in Queensland, even if you're in, in New Zealand or Canberra or, um, you know, in St. George, or everyone who follows rugby league had this glow about them because the new kids on the block who were expected to get their ass kicked each week, they beat one of the heavyweights of the competition and one of the real heavyweights. With The irony of this is that the Dolphins couldn't get one marquee player. Well, the Roosters have got seven of them in that lineup, <laughs> and they and they play like they were in C grade compared to the Dolphins. So, look, um, note to any team playing the Dolphins from this day forward: do not underestimate them. Do not underestimate them because they'll they'll pull your pants down and they'll bite your fair on the bum cheek. And do not make Felice Kafusi angry. Don't that shot he put on Brandon Smith. That was a yeah. That was a scene setter. Oh my goodness. Uh, and and you're right about Jeremy Marshall King. I think he would have been, if they had awarded him the Artie Beatson medal. I wouldn't have been too perturbed. No. You wouldn't have batted an eye. He was outstanding. No. Young Katoa, uh, the one that Penrith let get away, 
there was a so, moment. Very, so very, so very solid. So very, very solid. He was yeah. solid, but there was also a moment in that second half where he set up a Sarko for I think his second try or something. But it was on fifth and last, and yeah. he, he he got the ball, and then he almost went. It's the fifth and last. I need to kick. He shaped yeah. a kick, and then he saw all this space in front of him. He saw no one was rushing up, and I felt like you could see him go, "No, no, uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run and play it. I'm gonna pass on the last." And there was a moment I remember was watching it, and I thought, "Milford's gonna struggle to get back in this side." Yeah, like this kid, this kid can is oh. ready. He's comfortable. He's not and rushed. You know he's that's, composed. That's exactly what his coach in the grandstand would have wanted from him because. I think any other coach, any other coach besides Wayne Bennett would have said, mate, your job is to put the ball in the air there. Don't. But after having a guy like Alfie Langer all of his career and, and playing such a spontaneous brand of footy, I think he's given the same license to Katoa. And Katoa's thought in the back of his mind when he was about to kick that ball, no, the coach, the coach has told me to do what I want. So I'm going to do what you say. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. He's, he's, he's a future superstar, this kid. Watch him. Roosters, I don't think we need to worry about. We know that they're they're the anti Melbourne oh, yeah, Storm. Yeah, they yeah. never win round one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, that, that, that's talking about poking a bear. Um, those who that think the Roosters won't bounce back with a vengeance, mm, think again because I don't want to be the Warriors this weekend. And lastly, the last game of the round. Look, I'll take the win as a Titans fan, twenty-two to ten over the Tigers at Leichhardt. Uh, but reality, I don't know if you watch much of it, MG. It was full of mistakes. Um, I watched I all th- of it. Yeah, I watched all this game. I, I, I watched all of it because I thought the Tigers would dust them up. And um, sometimes when you have such a big off-season with expectation, you expect that expectation just to follow you out in the field and do the work for you. But they didn't. Uh, the, the Tigers were very lacklustre. They looked like they hadn't been playing against with each other for long. And and everyone's saying, you know, why didn't Appy start all this? I, I He didn't start that much. You know, in the big games... For Penrith, he didn't start. In in all the big games, the finals and grand finals, Mitch Kenny started. And then Appy came on. I, he's very underdone, apparently carrying a, a bit of a niggling injury. So you don't want your marquee player to be injured in the first game against the Titans of Leichhardt Oval. So, you, so you're He'll, happy with the explanation that, that Tim yes, Sheens has rolled out? I, I'm, I'm happy with the, whatever Tim Sheens. He's, he's, he's earned the right to say whatever to do whatever he wants to do. Along with Wayne Bennett, the two senior most senior player, you know, senior coaches in our game, I don't think we should question them. If it keeps happening on, on a regular basis and they, they they get beaten by, you know, big scores and Appy's not starting, well, of course you'd question that. But your marquee signing is your marquee signing. And uh, he'll I, I can guarantee almost that he'll be starting against the Tigers this weekend. Well, he's listed to start this weekend at nine yeah, for yeah, the Tigers. Yeah. What I would, Theory, though, MG, I think Appy Coruscant might be... Um, might see himself in the Josh Addo car box this year as far as state of origin. I think the club switch, and I think Damien Cook's form, if round one's mm. anything to go by, we saw what happened to the Fox when he moved from the Storm to the Dogs, and all of a sudden it's bye-bye origin. And I feel like Appy, who is the incumbent number nine, Cookie came off the bench in games two and three of origin last year. I feel like Appy... <clears throat> uh, Cook might yeah. have the nod over well, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Sometimes out of sight, out of mind, and... Um. Yeah, I I don't think so at the minute. I think, but you know, the way that okay. if you if you judge it solely on that first game, the Cooks in number nine. Yeah. But well, because you just obviously. know that the bunnies looking at them, they're going to win games, and yeah, by the time Origin team. one rolls around, they're going to be at the pointy end of the ladder. They got Cam Murray, they got Latrell. Um, you know, um, Cody's going to put his name in the in the mix again as he always tends to. Um. So anyway, now let's look ahead. 
yeah, let's look let's... ahead and, and jump into some tips for round two. How'd you Oof. go in round one out of curiosity? Uh, five. Five out of yeah, eight. Yeah, same. So yep. uh, we get to we get our first look at the the dragons. We'll talk about them a little bit later on. Manly gets the weekend off. Uh, starts Thursday night. The windshield, the windshield derby. Panthers, Rabbitohs, Blue Bet Stadium. Yeah, um, oh, I'm. I, I think Panthers will bounce back. I think Pan, the Panthers will bounce back with a bit of a vengeance. I think their defence in the first fifteen or twenty minutes will dictate that. Um, but I think. I think the Rabbitohs are going to be one of them top four teams this year, which are going to cause a lot, a lot of problems. I think that um, I, I love what I saw against the Sharks. Even when they lost two players, they just kept rolling on. I, I like this Demetrio character. I, I like what he's cut. <clears throat> I like what he's cut from. I think he's he's got a lot of mannerisms off Wayne Bennett, and that's not not a bad bloke to mirror <laughs> if you're uh, trying to cut your way through a a coaching career. So uh, Panthers to win. Um, I think it might be a tight one, twenty points to sixteen or something like that. I think Tavita Totola and Jai are a big ones out. I think that can't be underestimated, the the punch that both those players bring to the side. So Totola out with a head knock and Arrow out with a hamstring. Um, yeah, and you know what? Especially when it well, – I think we've spoken about this before. When it happens in a game, you kind of – you're that hyped up, but you don't really think about it. But when you go all week not training without them two guys, um, mm. not packing down with them in, in the captain's run and all that type of stuff, you miss them. And I, I'm with you. I think they will miss them two players as well. So, yeah, Panthers for mine. And look, Saluka Fafita is a monster. Um, and when he comes in to, to start off the front row, um, it's not yeah. a bad thing. But uh, all right, um, Panthers. Yeah, I, I would expect the Panthers to bounce back as well. Eels, Sharks, a nice one for a Friday night, the early Friday game. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the Eels in this one. I think the Eels at Combank Stadium, I, I don't know how many games they've lost in a row at Combank Stadium, if they ever have, but that... The loss last week against Melbourne would be would be hurting them, and um, still no word on Mitchell Moses what he's going to do with his contract, and hopefully that'll hopefully the players know internally what's going on. I, I think it's a I think it's merely a I think Paramount want to give him three years, he wants four years, or the other or four and five, something like that. Um, get the deal done, boys. If you know, he wants to play for Parramatta, let him play for the rest of his career for Paramount. I mean it's. Uh, yeah, but I think Parry in this one. I think um, without uh, Nico Hines, unfortunately, he could be up out for up to a month with his calf injury of his, which is a bit worse than people thought at first. So Parramatta to bounce back on the back of Dylan Brown, who was very quiet against Melbourne. Interesting one for Craig Fitzgibbon if the Sharkies start the season 0-2. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, that very impressive last year, first year in charge, but soft draw based on, you know, when they break down the draw of home and away games and who their opponents are. It was a softish draw as the Cowboys had. So um, some people suggesting maybe this year um, it'll be hard for the Sharkies to back it up. But uh, I, I agree, MJ, with you. I think the Eels will win that one. Broncos, Cowboys. This is going to be game of the round for mine. This is going to be, you're going to have 40, 42,000, maybe 45,000 at Suncorp Stadium on a Friday night. Caxton Street is going oh. to be alive. Like Ryan Girdler, who now resides in the Sunshine State, he would want to be nowhere near Caxton Street because even though it's not a state of origin game, as a former New South Welshman, he would get eaten alive. What do you mean residing in Queensland? He owns half of Queensland at the moment. It's just that he's... <laughs> Living in his his, his his cottage up there in the water with his dead set. If you if you walked Ryan Girdler like in, onto a stage in front of people who didn't know who he was in a past life and said, "What do you think this bloke used to do?" <laughs> NRL player wouldn't be in their top hundred guesses. <laughs> no, I know. 
<laughs> uh, was he a oh, yoga a instructor, a professional surfer? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely a lecturer in, in, in biomechanics or something at a, at a university, sure. He disappears up into the hills at times, he's, you know, and goes he's, on his he's, little... He was a fantastic player. Gee, I love watch, playing with him, um, and he was a great bloke to be around. I think the Broncos still is, in this, still is. And, and still is. I don't see much of him as when I, cause I'm not in the commentary team these days, but I, I, I miss him. I miss mm. Gerds. I love working with him. And I, I think the Broncos will win this game against the Cowboys. I just, if you're going on the first round, I think that the Broncos showed me more than the Cowboys did. And I think Reese Walsh back into the side allows Selwyn Cobbo the freedom wow. to go back to the wing. I think he, he looked a little bit overwhelmed at fullback last week at times, but Reese yeah. Walsh, this, this is the guy they want as the long-term fullback of this side. And, um, you remember the tug of war that existed over this bloke's services when the Warriors managed to get him. It was a big, big deal, and yeah. now he's back as a Bronco. So uh, look out. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a, a 2 no start of the year for the Bronx. Roosters, Warriors, um, Roosters at home would be desperate to get a win um, against the Warriors that will have their tails up when they come to town. They will. And these two traditionally play a really tight games, um, no matter what position on the ladder they are. So... Um, I think the Roosters will win. I think they'll have the bounce back appeal, but I think the Warriors will give them one hell of a, a fright at some stage in this game. And um, yeah, their forward pack. Look, when you look at their forward pack, Fanua Blake and Mitchell Barnett's a fantastic signing. Jackson Ford um, from the Dragons is a fantastic signing. Nia Cora from the Parramatta Eels a fantastic signing. And Tohu Harris at lock forward. He was he was enormous against uh, the Knights last week. He was their best forward by a mile. So they'll give them a shake, but I think the Roosters need this this win more than the, the Warriors do. Put it that way. We're about due for a Mitch Barnett should be considered for origin story, aren't we? Normally we yeah. get that each at the start of every year. Give it, give it a couple of wins from the Warriors and we'll get it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we have Mitch Barnett at the start of every season, first three rounds, could be a bolter for origin this year. <laughs> Uh, and then the squads roll around and, yeah, he's not there. Um, good to hear for, for Roosters fans and for Rugby League that Suwali's uh, taken up that option to stick yes. around until the end of 2024. Yes. You know that Rugby Union is going to come for another, another nibble. They'd be negligent if they didn't try and get him. But he's turned down a huge five-year, $10 million offer reportedly. Yeah. Money doesn't um, it, buy happiness. Money doesn't no. buy you happiness or a legacy. No, and it doesn't buy you an apartment at Bondi. Well, it might actually. Well, it does. Um, <laughs> Storm, Bulldogs, it feels like a fairly straightforward tipping round so far. And this one, uh, probably no, the one. same. You missed the, you missed the Dolphins and Raiders. I, apologies, I missed the Dolphins and Raiders. How how uh, inappropriate of me to miss over the hottest team in the competition right now. The Dolphins. Uh, what can you tell us about Mason Teague, MG? Young, another Panthers recruit. Really? Mason Teague's a youngster. He's going to make his debut. He's coming off the bench. I thought you might be across young Mason Teague, but that's okay. I can fill you in. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, he's he's a, same, a bit similar to um, Isaiah Katoa. Um, he's a, he came out of um, the Panthers junior system. He's replacing Ray Stone, who's out with some bone bruising. Oh, um, but, but yeah, Teague, uh, lock forward. Um, looking forward to seeing what he what – he, a Teague of their own, I believe, was the headline when he was yeah, named. Yeah, well, second week, only the second week, and they're $2.70 instead of being 8 bucks. Um, from last week. So the Dolphins have certainly made an imprint in, in the competition and, and a sold-out crowd at KO Stadium, which only holds what? How many people? Uh, yeah. 10? 10. 10,000. 10, so, 10, yeah, look, I think they keep winning games, this this, this outfit. Um, Suncorp's going to look really attractive for them coming mm-hmm. in coming years. I think they might outgrow KO really quickly. Um, but saying that, I think, that, I think that the Raiders and what I saw in that second half against the Cowboys... 
I think the Raiders have stayed up there for the week as well because um, they've played North Queensland. They stayed in Queensland. Oh, so right. They, they didn't go back to Canberra and fly back up. So they're kind of just cruising around the Sundays and getting ready to, you know, to, I think, be very aggressive against the Dolphins. And I think the, I think the Raiders will win and maybe yeah. win by 12 to 14 points. Okay, there's a tip. I'm going to stick with the Dolphins. I think they're running hot, and I don't think those, again, that storm core that turned out the Bromwich boys and Felice, I don't think they'll let them have that big fall off after the emotional win last week. And for what it's worth, if you're the Raiders and you've got the option to go back to Canberra or stay in southeast Queensland. Yeah, I guess. It's fairly straightforward. Well, like per capita, Canberra have got the biggest houses in New South Wales. Just a little, little tidbit there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Canberra have the biggest houses to live in. So, ginormous. <laughs> so it'd have to be for blokes like Papali and Tarpany and Whitehead. <laughs> <laughs> you got an ambassadorship with Tourism ACT or something? I'm, I'm working on one at the moment. Yeah. So, come to ACT right. down the federal Now highway. let's head south to the Melbourne Storm, who, as long as that bloke's at the helm, they're hard to yeah. ride off. Storm taking on the Bulldogs. Um, Munster yeah, out, though. He is, Munster is out of this game because of that uh, nasty massive finger out. injury. Massive, massive out. Um, and I think it gives the dogs a really good sniff. A um, couple of good stories in this one. Uh, Bronson Garlic, son of Sean Garlic, made his debut last week. Fantastic. Seen him play 15 minutes. Was awesome. Um, and this week, uh, young Tyron Wishart, um, son of Rod, starts at number six in place. Um, I think there's three from six when he started um, at 5'8 in any games he's ever played because he's usually a hooker. So, look, dogs will have to be better than they were. Um, and I think if the dogs were playing any other team, I'd give them a chance. But as long as that bloke's wearing number nine, that bloke called Harry Grant, um, I, I just think he's going to go down as the best, well, probably the second best hooker of all time, but probably behind Smith. Um, but he's, he's, I love watching him play footy. He's such a competitor. Yeah. Just when yeah. you think that the game's gone, he's, he's somewhere to be seen. And I think the same will happen on Saturday. I think it's going to be another close game. I think, we, I think this will be a really good game, but I think uh, the Dogs might just get beaten by a, a Storm outfit who doesn't lose many times in Melbourne. Does that mean Bronson's the heir to the Gallows, Pie, Gallows Pies Empire? Probably. He'd be one of them. How good. How good is that to retire to? He's got a few sons, Galo, so they're all part of the Garlic franchise pie Three franchise. sons, and producer Tally tells yeah, me. Yeah, my three sons. So, um, yeah, good. And, look, yeah, that's, uh, they always – we saw some some really emotional um, jersey presentations from Melbourne. One was from Marie, uh, from Bronson Garlic and from Sean. And mm. uh, another one's from William Warbrick's mother, um, the young uh, Kiwi Sevens player who's that, who's built like a, you know, what um, – on the wing, he had a jersey presentation that was great as well. So, uh, yeah, look, I think the Storm win this one. In a tight one, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Tigers get another opportunity on a Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval to sort of wipe away the mistakes yep. of last week. Home game, I reckon their fans will want them to atone um, against the Knights at home this weekend. There's not many um, times in rugby league you get the chance to make amends for something you'd done the week before in exactly the same time and exactly the same place. Well, the Tigers have. They're playing at mm. 4 o'clock. Uh, well, they played at 6 o'clock last week, but they're playing at 4 o'clock um, on a Sunday afternoon with a packed house against Newcastle Knights who are a team that are going to lose more than they win. This is a game the Tigers are meant to win. They should win. And if they don't win, if they don't win this game against the Knights... We'll put it this way. Whoever loses this game, um, we're going to be reading about their 
their their coach on the Monday. You know, something's wrong. Something's going on. What's happening? What's going on? So I'm so nervous for the Tigers this year because with what that merger club is, they had that success in 2005, and it was those three blokes, Robbie, Benji, and Sheens. Yep. And there you have those three blokes standing together in the coach's box now. And oh, well, Robbie, you know, um, in and around as well. But I saw them in the rooms, and I was just thinking to myself, it's like it feels like this has to work. Otherwise... Mm. You, you've got not. I don't want to say the legacy of 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 that 2005 premiership is ruined, but three blokes who are just seen as the heartbeat of this merger club in its you know relatively short existence. If it doesn't work under these three, it's like, well, what do you turn yeah. to then? How yeah. what what if these three can't get it done between them with the team on the park as well and with all the motivation and emotions that you can inject into it? What what can get it done? I don't, I don't quite know. Um, a couple of big matchups. Clemmer going back to his old club. Uh, Jackson Hastings playing against his old club. I think I think Bateman will add a lot to this team. John Bateman when he when he finally mm. starts to play for the Tigers because they need that um, that wide running back rower who can play eighty minutes. At the moment they've they haven't got that. Um, Papalihi, yeah, he's he's more of a he's more of a kind of a a lock forward if you ask me. Probably more of a middle player than an edge player, but. Oh, look, if you give them a number, they should be able to play anywhere in the paddock. So, yeah, look, I, I think they're missing Bateman, and he will add something. But Tigers for mine in this one. Tigers will beat the Knights, I think. <sighs> Going to be a close one. I, th- I agree with you. I think the Tigers can can switch on. And now we get to see the Dragons for the very first time. They've stopped punching on with one another in hotel rooms, and they run out there on Sunday at home at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium to take on the Titans and presumably lose. Well, yes, that's... <sighs> Kind of one of the most spoken about teams in the off season, the Dragons, and I am eager to see what they've they've got for us after the Mudgee debacle. Um, getting, I don't think there'll be anything like that. I think that they're going to be up for the fight. I think that the Dragons will be in this game, if not win it. I think it's. I think this is a golden pointer, and I think this is a. I can't really split these two teams because I think the Titans have started the season a lot better than I think people thought. Uh, Kieran Foran, massive out. Massive out. So no, he's named. Kind of, yeah, he's got a knee complaint. I think you it's don't reckon he weeks. plays? Oh, I hope he does. Charlie, any insight on that, Charlie? What's going on? I think Jaden Campbell's playing five eight now. I don't know why they named him though, because well, apparently he's going to miss two to four word. weeks. It's just but they it's have to a knock. Tuesday, not. Yeah, I know that. But no, but it's some, it's some two to four weeks. He's he'll be fine. He'll be out there. Yeah, but he doesn't play. I lean towards Dragons if if. Forum players are leaning towards the Titans. So, well, did you notice that once Forum went off with that knee knock yeah. because B- B- Fafita was awesome. Fafita, um, when they moved him to that left on edge, the left side, yeah, and and Forum unlocked him, yeah, and and then when he went off, Fafita just fell out the game. By the way, huge for the Titans to retain Dave Fafita. Massive, massive, and apparently, by all reports, it was Tino Fasuamala Awi who got in his ear and said, "Brother, I need you with me to do this," and uh, he said, "Okay, I'm with you." Well if Tina Fasua Malawi got in my ear, I'd do just about anything. I'd call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and say, hey, this guy's, hey, come and get him. Or bouncers, hey, get this bloke away from me. He's too big. <laughs> you can get this bloke out of my ear, please. <laughs> get him out of my ear. <laughs> Righto. Uh, there are the predictions. Um, MJ, here's one one more tip for us, please. What do you think we're talking about when we when we reconvene next next week? What do you think the big headline we'll be talking about is? Out of the weekend. I think, honestly, it's going to be the Roosters losing to the Warriors or it's going to be the Tigers and the Knights. Whoever loses out of that game is under the pump. Hmm. But I think I it's... Think it, 
I think we're going to be talking about how the Roos, uh, the Dolphins have put a number on the Raiders. I think they're going to make so the Cave Stadium a that's fortress. A, that's a great thing about it, isn't it? I mean, that's if look if if Penrith lose to the Rabbitohs, we'll be talking about them next week as well. I mean, it's there's there's so many the Bulldogs if they lose two in a row, if the Eels lose two in a row, if the Sharks lose two in a row, because that's going to happen to one of them teams. Either the Eels or Sharks are two and you know going to be zero and two. So there's. Yeah. That's something for us to talk about next week when you oh. listen to the podcast presented to you by, who's our sponsor? Windscreens O'Brien. No, let's get one, Charlie. Let's get a sponsor <laughs> and start giving me some extra cabbage, babe. MG's Rugby League <laughs> rundown, done and dusted for another week. Uh, we will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend of footy. MG. Adios. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.